Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Welcome back, gentlemen. Thanks for listening. My name is Charlie Ungemach. In fact, my name is Charles Edward Ungemach. And that name means a lot to me. I am Charles Edward Ungemach, the son of Edward Charles Ungemach III, who, of course, is the son of Edward Charles Ungemach Jr., who is the son of Edward Charles Ungemach Sr., who is the son of Charles Edward Ungemach. It's a very important name. It's a name that means a lot to me and a lot to my family, and there's a reason that name continues and will continue in the next generation someday when I have a son of my own. Charles means strong and manly. Edward means wealthy protector. Both are the names of kings. With those names, there comes a charge, an identity. It helps me understand who I am. I'm also an Ungamak, and that means more to me than anything else on this earth. It comes with great legacy and great expectations, and it tells me who I am. An Ungamak is a man of God, and he puts the kingdom first. He's disciplined, measured, and consistent. He's the master of himself. He's a bit of a rascal. And he takes the call to serve widows and orphans seriously and does it with his whole heart. Let me tell you about Nungamak, one of the greatest men I know. Edward Charles Ungamak Jr. was born in Kenosha, Wisconsin on March 31, 1920 to Edward C. Ungamak Sr. and Laura A. Bruss Ungamak. He was adopted into the family of God in the waters of Christian baptism on April 25, 1920 at Frieden's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Kenosha. On May 20th of 1934, Eddie publicly confessed his faith in Christ in a rite of conf Christian confirmation at the church of his baptism. He was joined in marriage to Margaret E. Scharf on June 11th of 1955 at St. Paul Evangelical Lutheran Church of Brownsville, Wisconsin. He was born into eternal life on July 15th, 2014. Eddie was a lifelong resident of Kenosha and a graduate of Kenosha High School. He was also a lifelong member of Frieden's Evangelical Lutheran Church where he attended and graduated from Frieden's Elementary School as did his children and a number of his grandchildren. It was also at Frieden's where he met a young elementary teacher assigned to teach third grade in the early 1950s. Both Eddie and Marge would serve their Savior and their beloved congregation in many capacities over the rest of their lives. Their passion for Christian education also drew them into early and unwavering support of Shoreland Lutheran High School. Eddie was a founding member of the Shoreland Board and was very pleased that all of his children and many of his grandchildren were blessed by an SLHS education. Eddie loved playing and watching sports. An avid golfer, he also expressed his love of baseball by volunteering for over a decade in the formative years of Kenosha's Optimus Club Little League program by coaching and winning a championship with the team representing the donut hole. The Chicago Cubs and the Green Bay Packers and the news of sports of every kind were a daily source of interest throughout his long life, along with a daily dose of jeopardy. 
When he wasn't golfing, fishing with his friends, or out on a long walk, he and Marge were teamed up caring for their amazing yard, flower and vegetable gardens, or enjoying the great music that always was heard in their home. For decades, they were fixtures at concerts and recitals of all kinds throughout southeastern Wisconsin. After high school, Eddie served two tours with the Civilian Conservation Corps on projects in northern Wisconsin. Drafted in early 1942, he served almost four years in the Army in Europe during World War II. After serving as a Jeep, truck, and ambulance driver in England, he was rotated up to the infantry at the front after the Battle of the Bulge. After returning home to Kenosha and his former job at McWhite Wire Rope, he was recruited to apply for an ambulance driver's position with the Kenosha Police Department. Police work became his life's vocation, and for well over 30 years he served his beloved hometown, retiring as a captain. He then drew on his experience by joining the security team at the American Brass Company until a final retirement in 1985. Edward is survived by six children, 17 grandchildren, and two, but now four, great-grandchildren. These are facts, and they're a story of a life well-lived, but they do not even begin to touch the greatness of Edward Charles Ungemach Jr. He defined for me and my father and many of my uncles and many other men what it really means to be a Christian man, and he left a legacy that will outlast him for generations to come. He showed me what it means to be an Ungemach, and it's an honor that I gladly share and hope I will one day live up to. From the time I was a child, I was constantly reminded, you are an Ungemach. Whether the words came from my father or my grandfather or even my teachers or pastors, they rang true every time and reminded me who I am. You are an Ungemach. What does it mean to be an Ungemach? It means I'm a man of God and that the kingdom comes first. It means I choose to live my life not for the acceptance of men, but to the glory of God. It means I invest not only in my own heart and soul, but in the hearts and souls and spiritual lives of the people around me. It means I invest my heart and my soul and my time in both the church and school of which I am a part. It means I work diligently to provide Christian education to my own children and for the generations to come. It means I am disciplined, measured, and consistent. I am a master of myself. I will forever remember walking with my grandfather. Every day at the same time he rode his bike or went for a walk. He never missed a day. Always, after dinner, he would grab the devotion book and a Bible, and he and Grandma would read from the Bible and read the devotion and spend time in prayer. What peace and comfort it was to hear my grandfather and grandmother reading the words of the gospel to me while I sat around their table. One of my favorite things about my grandfather is that you could have set a clock from a thousand miles away and known exactly what he was doing on any given day because he was that disciplined and consistent. He was truly the master of himself. And my own father is the same way. He gets up at the same time every morning and goes for a walk every day. I also do the same. I'm still young enough that I don't have to walk, but I hit the gym every day and I take good care of myself. I am disciplined. My room is clean. My shoes are shined and I look sharp every day. These are things I learned from my father and he learned from his father and so on. Third, being an Ungamak means I'm a little bit of a rascal, and anyone that's spent enough time around me knows and understands that. I see it even more so in some of my relatives, my cousins. To be a rascal means you're mischievous or cheeky. It's an affectionate term used for somebody who kind of gets under your skin. In fact, the name Ungamak means just that. 
It's an adverbial form meaning something troublesome or, or irksome or not quite right for some reason. It kind of means that you're not complete, but you don't know exactly why, so it just bugs you and it won't go away. That's the definition of being a rascal, and we live up to it. I love the way my family teases, how we can get a joke in. There's always a smile on our faces. I take great pride in my ability to break some of the rules and make the lives of the people around me better for it. My grandfather was a master at this, and right up until the few days before he died, he was still cracking jokes, and he was still as cheeky as ever making all the nurses laugh. When my cousins and relatives get together, it often includes some stories about grandpa and everybody's laughing. My grandfather made the world a better place and put smiles on a lot of faces. Finally, to be an Ungamak means you take seriously Jesus' call to care for widows and orphans. When my grandfather died, there were so many stories about how he gave back, about people he cared for, young men he gave shelter to, people who stayed with them for a while. There were stories of when he served as a police officer, when he was there for people in their time of need. There were times he held the whole family together when the world came crashing down. During the Great Depression, he went to work and earned money to help feed the family. After he lost a brother in the war, he came home and helped stitch things back together. They were constantly giving, constantly caring, and constantly helping, but they didn't tell a soul. This is the code by which I live my life. I am an Ungamak, and this is how I live. I hope you too have a story to share. I hope you too understand your history. It's important as a young man to latch onto those stories, those experiences that define you, those men that fathered you and defined who you are and left you a legacy to live up to. To be a man, you first have to look back and look around you. Find out who you're intended to be and who you've been taught to be. Sift through both the good and the bad. Throw away the wounds, the evil, the wicked, the identity spoken into your life that does you nothing but harm. But cherish and savor the words, the memories, the stories, the experiences that help define you and build you up and give you identity as a man. Then look to the future. What will your legacy be? How will you build on the legacy of your fathers and grandfathers before you? What will you bring to the table? How will you leave this earth, this world, and your family better than you found it? When you've identified a code by which to live, you've begun your journey towards what God has called you to be. The greatest code or identity of manhood that I have ever heard was written by Rudyard Kipling. It's his poem called If. It's generally regarded as the most precise and accurate and inspiring definition of manhood ever penned. And I agree with that. I'm going to share it with you. And I hope that it does as much good for you as it has done for me. If. If you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you, but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting, or being lied about, don't deal in lies, or being hated, don't give way to hating, and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master. If you can think and not make thoughts your aim. If you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same. If you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools or watch the things you gave your life to broken and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and toss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you 
except the will which says to them, Hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue, or walk with kings, nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you, but none too much, you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more? You'll be a man, my son. It's time for you to find out who you are, to test your mettle, and to latch on to the stories and examples of manhood that you find in daily life. Take your legacy seriously and jealously protect it. It's who you are. It's who you will be. And it's what you will become. As David told Solomon, go and show yourselves to be men. There is no greater calling on this earth and there is no greater purpose for your life. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. You can find more episodes just like this one on iTunes or SoundCloud under the name The Gird Up Podcast. You can follow me, Charlie Ungemach, at on Instagram at Coach Ungemach, on Facebook as Charlie Ungemach, or you can email me on the good old email at coachungamach at gmail.com. Please make sure you leave a review for this podcast. Make sure we get good ratings. And it's time now to go be the man that God has created you to be. God bless.